Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to Dungeons and Demogorgons, the officially unofficial podcast for Stranger Things on uh, Netflix. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. That's a really hard sentence to say fast. It is. I'm Dungeons glad you're the one doing it. Demogorgons. I would have to rename the show if it was me announcing it. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying my best here. So what do you think of episode seven of season three, The Bite? I thought it's really good. I One of the things I appreciate about Stranger Things, if, you know, like sometimes I think they stretch my credibility here or there, but the thing that makes it work is they pay really close attention to how the plot broadly fits together. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when L, L comes in to save the day with the Chrysler Baron she threw at the Russians, like, the hell the car is. like, like a lot of shows would just have that happen, but they set it up with Dustin making the weak battery phone call. So they couldn't, they didn't know exactly where they were, but they heard mall and movies. Mm-hmm. Um, Hopper is able to pick up, uh, um, a Russian radio, and and they happen to have a, a Russian translator that they established yeah. like at the midpoint of the fucking season. So this all feels natural that now the adults know where the kids are and they can find it. So like when yeah. all this stuff comes back together seamlessly at the end, it doesn't feel like oh a bunch of bullshit. How cheap it's it's rewarding, and that's the extra step that this show takes to keep that suspension of disbelief up. The other shows uh that we've covered sometimes sometimes don't to their detriment so i i think um there's a lot of humor there's actually a lot of heart like i Uh was actually surprised at how caught up i got up in alexi uh dying you know like he's okay he's always been kind of this pure goofy dude that likes watching looney tunes and likes watching you know woody woodpecker and yeah sort of enamored with like american culture yeah or it, becoming weirdnesses yeah. yeah 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 becoming enamored and then you know he he goes to like this you know a, a, a midwestern fair which is a very fun place and and he wins his woody woodpecker doll and he's cheered by children and then he gets shot in the chest and it's uh, it, 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 it reminded me a little bit, not nearly as, as powerful an impact, but like Bob, you know, where they yeah, build yeah. up this guy who's just a, a, a good guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, and, uh, well, I mean, he's a Russian scientist on us soil trying to open up a portal to some yeah. unknown dimension full of monsters mm-hmm. definition of good guy. But, but the stuff like that, I, I think the show does really well and, and, and I enjoy it. What'd you think? Yeah, no, I thought, I thought it was great. I really enjoyed this episode. Um, there are a lot of heart felt moments like you know the stuff with alexi the stuff with robin and steve i thought was uh pretty well done there are a lot of really funny moments like i cannot tell you how much i enjoyed that uh the 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 human matchmaker that is murray uh just laying out the case laying it all out for hopper and joyce Mm -hmm. saying look you guys just 
either either let's get this thing done right. or it's pull over and strip and get get it on because this is getting in the way of everything. <laughs> Murray's just endlessly entertaining for me. Yeah, and that's where you see a lot of the the romancing the stone influences coming. These people who mm. want to fuck each other, but they also hate each other, and yeah, yeah. or that tension is causing them to hate each other and have friction. And him being able to jump in, just like he did with Nancy and Jonathan. Mm-hmm last season and cut right to the chase and give a devastating critique like I, I really like the you know oh yeah he's a big brute and he's dumb and he probably reminds you of a bunch of bad relationships but you're curious about how he is in a sack and then he turns his venom towards hopper this guy mm-hmm. is so good at this type of character i've seen him play it like yeah. three different times i know he he was in that uh um love series that stars um uh is it Gillian Jacobs or Jillian Ga- Jacobs? I think it's Jillian, but I haven't seen the show. Uh, she play he plays her her like uh, pod. I think boss of a podcast thing. Um, but he he's very good at this kind of acerbic wit. And like when you give him a script that just allows him to unwind and uncork like this, it's it's great. Uh, what was the the Phoebe Waller Bridge thing he yes, was recently in? Yes, uh, Fleabag. Fleabag. Yeah. He was also that type of character in Fleabag. Uh-huh. Um, and he's really good at it. He's really good at it. Uh, I even kind of came around on the Dime Store Terminator. Okay. It's like, you know, I talked about my critique of him as the Monopoly, the Dan Harmon's Monopoly Man uh, theory. And it's like, this is like if Ace Ventura at the end of the movie had the Monopoly guy come and foreclose on Ace Ventura's hotels. You know, it's like, (laughs) if you bring that thing all the way around, you kind of got to respect it. And here, like when when Hopper got him and just like right through the chest and the guy goes down, Mm -hmm. I'm like, fuck yeah then he gets up just like the terminator does of course it's bulletproof vest and stuff but yeah, yeah. that kind of stuff kind of like okay fine if you're going to commit to the gag that much then it comes i i, I it, they won me back around from being kind of derisive uh to like okay you actually committed to it yeah and the other thing i love about murray is they're sort of giving him this uh budding friendship with the evil russian scientist which is the most unlikely of friendships it's kind of like an odd couple sort of thing uh but it's developed over the course of really just like three episodes but it feels so natural uh looking at him in season two you would say he will never be friends with a russian evil russian scientist right right and then here we are so i and it felt organic the way they got to it Uh uh-huh yeah so i really like that stuff speaking of murray uh they 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 released this phone number last episode. Like uh-huh. Hopper reads it out, and and unlike many Hollywood phone numbers, that's a real phone number six one eight six two five eight three one three. You can actually call that. It's an Illinois phone number. It's a nice touch. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's it's or it's Murray's answering machine. So if mm-hmm. you if you got uh, if you got some uh, time today, give it a call. It's uh, pretty funny. Um, so speaking of Illinois and Murray. Yeah. They're really far away uh, uh-huh. at the moment, or they were really far away when yeah. this whole uh, when the shit went down. Uh-huh. I guess did it feel to you like maybe they were playing with time a little bit here, like as far as how long? I don't know where in Illinois they are if they're like right on the border, but either way, it takes a long damn time to drive north. Or I guess you could drive west a little bit. Uh, it yeah. felt like they were super far away, and they got back really fast. So they established the Duffers sometime in the off season. I can't remember where I saw that, but they they established that Hawkins was in Central Indiana. Uh-huh. So, and I just assumed that uh, I don't know why I assumed this, but I assumed that uh, the Murray is over the border, just just west. So, just like, you right can, over the border, yeah, like an you hour-ish. can get there in like two 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 hours ish. 
And if you're running, if you're a cop and you got a pedal to the metal on the on a convertible, maybe you can get there faster. I think they also yeah, left okay. when it's still daylight and they're arriving. That I mean, all right, may, maybe it just felt quick because it was a matter of like a scene, yeah, and they were there. But yeah. okay. Another big theme I want to talk about, because um, this is something we were wondering, like, what is the deal with the Flayed? Or, like, if once mm-hmm. they merge into Turner Pilot, are they gone? Um, it's notable that Billy is as yet unmerged. Yeah, and I don't think he ever did merge, right? I, not that so, I... So it's not like, oh, he's back reconstructed by the thing. Right, but, like, with last episode giving so much background information, it's are they setting the stage to do, like, a redemption arc with Billy? Are they going to Steve him? It's possible. Because anytime you start to dip into a character's backstory and make them sympathetic, Mm -hmm. uh, turning the villain a little more sympathetic, I think, you know, they're at least hinting that there could be that arc. Mm -hmm. And we've already had, like... I mean, because, like, we haven't had a major death yet. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like, and, and, you know, Stranger Things hasn't been like a big Grim Reaper. It's not Game of Thrones. But, yeah. you know, last last year we got we we lost Bob. I guess Alexi could be. Um, I'm just wondering, like, yeah, what, what's minor. what what's our temperature here about thinking Billy's going to make it out of the season or not? I mean, right now it doesn't seem good. Yeah, he's like a double antagonist. He was a yeah. like a base jerk bully shithead to all the people we care about and now he's actually being manipulated by a malevolent force yeah so he's got that against him but we also know that at the core he's a sweet little boy so but it also seems like if their idea here as explained in the show is to sort of take down this monster thereby eliminating it uh they would also have to take out billy right because he's still a host and this True. thing could always retreat to billy so but i would they think could, like put him in a scalding hot bath yeah or... maybe drive it out the same way they did with will yeah he um, seems like he's much stronger than will yeah um and in, in terms of power um but i i guess i could what do you think the mind player is playing at why leave this one active i guess we don't know that there's just one active uh we could still get our our zombie bi- battle at the mall but it seems like he's Maybe. the only one that's outside of the mind flare collective what yeah. is that just so he can have a little bit of stealth like he's got uh, billy going around in stealth mode looking like a human and that like tracking Maybe. l so he doesn't have to rampage down through you yeah. know because like the B- billy can go up to a person and be like hey have you seen some kids in a convertible and the mind mm-hmm. flayer can't just roll up and be like have you seen some kids in a convertible <laughs> you know flapping it's six story high appendages and stuff so there yeah, yeah. it, it kind of makes sense which those those appendages are all now like half dismembered so i have huge questions around the mind flayer the the physical representation of the mind flayer uh-huh. can it be physically hurt it doesn't seem like well it can't be physically hurt when it's dismembered do those things just sort of reattach when its head is ripped in half by l does it just sort of merge back together it seems like each chunk you rip off is ambulate like when whenever it ripped off one of those uh tentacle things like the actual end of it kind of scampered off like a face hugger and and presumably went to rejoin the horde so like it definitely can it, it, it can be caused it, it like none of these things feel good to it, it right. doesn't seem like. So it can mm-hmm. be hurt, but can it be actually injured or killed through physical means? I don't know. Yeah. I mean Or can it just reassemble itself? Similar we, to like a blob or the thing or that's the only thing I was worried about this season is that it's all gonna come down to L stretching her arms out and screaming and through the penultimate ep- penultimate episode, that is so far been the, the the case. Now she did get us some assistance at the cabin. Like there oh, was a lot, some, yeah axes and shotguns and whatnot but fundamentally it's so far been l 
screaming scream, screaming our way to victory oh and they're absolutely going to pay off in some way i don't know if it'll be like oh this is super effective or super ineffective all the fireworks, these fireworks have to be paid <laughs> off right yeah satan's baby does uh-huh. not get introduced without a payoff right yeah it's check off satan's baby now uh-huh. uh i yeah that's 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 a good point i'm not um yeah, I'm not. I'm, uh, oh, that's the that's the thing I want to talk about. Is there a little bit of an anachronism that I I felt like that you couldn't buy these type of fireworks in Indiana until like 1988? Um, I tried I to look up the know. laws, but like unfortunately, like if you look up the firework laws in Indiana, it's all about geared about today and like oh, and especially since it's just after Fourth of July, like all the results are clogged with like. You know, what are the laws currently? I, I couldn't actually find when the statute changed or anything like that. But I do remember growing up, you could not buy or you had to do you had to do the thing that we do currently in Ohio, where you go to some tent and you swear like on a Bible that you're going to buy them and then take them out of state to set them off. Mm-hmm. Um, but no one really. But but the, the thing is, is you couldn't buy you can't buy them in like a supermarket. You can't yeah, buy like, yeah. Roman candles and shit in a supermarket. So a little bit of a, hmm. a question about whether that's plausible or not, but I don't I don't know. And it's also I know it didn't make it past the eighties, so if they advance it a couple years, who cares? One thing I know is not anachronistic is this carnival. Because every single <laughs> ride, every single booth, every single uh food stand, all of those are things you see in probably any county fair around the country um but certainly in the county fairs that i was familiar with in our area sure uh especially like all the way down to this funhouse thing Mm -hmm. which i assume is just like a bunch of trucks sort of transformed Mm -hmm. into this configuration maybe this one was a little fancier than the one that came around our county maybe three Uh, stories instead of two it's it's definitely very clean and looks uh because i was wondering like yeah like do they have to even make a change like did they have to like oh the gravitons in 1985 we still have those right and they look exactly the fucking same the uh, funhouse mirrors look the same like Uh maybe the prizes that you'd win at a prize booth would look different but yeah you're getting minions instead of woody woodpeckers yeah it'd be very minion and poop emoji heavy nowadays right but but yeah like i wonder how much of, of of trouble they actually had to go through to to bring that to the modern age because even the food trucks like look very because yeah. it's it's you know street carnivals are kind of like these kitschy affairs anyway so mm-hmm. them being a throwback is not bad like they looked like yeah. they were from the 50s when i was a kid they look like they're kind of from the 50s in 2019 I, I i bet they were just able to polish up i did you know, when they were having the Wall of Mirrors uh, battle, I did make the joke about, like, well, this is completely unrealistic. It's at, at the end of a day, and there's no, like, handprints and, like, uh-huh. nose smears. Because if you go to those, that, that's what ruins all those things. Like, unless someone came in and cleaned all the fucking glasses in between everyone fucking around, yeah. you're like, it spoils the effect. Because you can just see people smearing their greasy human skin shit oh, all yeah. over yeah. I mean, they've yeah. just eaten an elephant ear right. and a uh, waffle cone right. ice cream. Like, like I don't know... shit on the mirrors. I don't know when carnies clean those. Maybe the first day they clean them and give yeah. it a nice, or maybe they do it at the end of each day, but, like, there's no there's no way. Arnold should have known. The, the, the dime store Arnold should have known that Hopper wasn't there because he was shooting out a greasy handprint. <laughs> right. Uh, here, so... <laughs> Okay, so Back to the Future. Let's talk Back to the Future because it's a huge part of this episode. Finally, we got the Back to the Future. Yeah, we got a reference. We got the movie, portions of the movie in there. Uh, I found it... So so I had said earlier, like, if Crispin Glover is not in this movie because he's in Back to the Future, he's in this Wilfred thing, which is the Rat King, 
uh, tie-in. A carnival. Having Crispin Glover be a carny is the perfect opportunity. He could have been a he carny could barker. Absolutely, yeah. be a carny. Yeah. And they didn't do it. Or are they thinking they're not? He's not going to be in the finale. But the other thing I like about the Back to the Future stuff is they're kind of playing around with the the urgency of some scenes of the movie while Dustin is like trying to get everything together here, yeah. like find a vehicle, all these things, the, the, because he's on the walkie and. And his batteries are dying, and you can see him like he's Marty McFly in the scene where he's got to get back to the future, and the DeLorean won't start, and the lightning's right. about to strike, and Doc is hanging by his pant leg, like, and that music is working is in the background is all diegetic, and it's very, oh, very, yeah. very cool. He's in the film booth, and it's playing, and it's it's <laughs> right. perfect, the perfect score for that scene. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it, it's it's super clever, and also to see you know Steve and Robin who are still under the effects of the Soviet interrogation drug, which seems to be like a cross between LSD and Molly. Yes. Yeah, uh, and they're like, you know, grappling with like, did, 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 did that, was that kid trying to, or is his mom trying to bone him and trying uh-huh. to, you know, I can only <laughs> right. imagine like trying to work out that plot when you're that compromised oh, and Oh God, throwing up a bucket of popcorn, like within 30 minutes of eating, it has to be a special kind of throw up hell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I did, did, did not like that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, I also, Steve and Robin being drugged, deliciously turned to, ch- table, to tables on, like, the Steve as the mom, the, who he's been for the last couple yeah. seasons. Like, you know, Steve was the stupid kid, and Dustin was the, parent, the exasperated parent trying to, like, keep him out of danger and keep him from doing stupid stuff. I thought that was goddamn brilliant. Is is the line "It's official"? I'm never having kids. A callback to Steve. I, I don't I, know, I but I was because I think, but I'm not sure. The nature of these pods is we don't have a lot of time to research it between them. But I, right. I that'd be something to check for the uh, uh, the, the wrap up podcast because I, I bet, I bet, yeah. Um, and of course, there's already been like a dozen articles go, doing deep dives into the pop culture references and all that. So oh, yeah, it'll be fun to read these once one. once we're spoiler free. Um, but the other thing I liked about those scenes is that that moment between Steve and Robin, yeah. where you know Steve kind of says, "Look, I found somebody better than Nancy. It's you." Uh, and Robin breaks the news that she's a lesbian, and Steve, I think, like you know, he takes a moment to process it. It's it's like a game changer for him. Yeah. Uh, and and I think they handle it really well. Yeah, I mean, then they just sort of laugh about Tammy or whatever her name. Yeah, is. you got in 1985 um, in Indiana. There was not a lot of visible gay representation. No. I mean... <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. Like, I, I remember being becoming aware of a gay guy in my high school after we all graduated, and he went to college and went into... And, like, it's like, oh, right, yeah. In retrospect, it all made sense, but, uh-huh. like, having him take a moment of process and be there, like, you could tell in Robin's face there was a little bit of, like, I have no idea what's going to happen here. Mm-hmm. And I also, I, you know, I, I I thought Steve being cool about it seems about right. Yeah. You know, like three years ago, I think he would have been a massive asshole about it. But he's mm-hmm. seen too much. He's The world's a lot bigger than he imagined it. And also, you know, 
uh, I think a lot. It, it's it's too bad that we all can't have the experience of just becoming friends with people um, before we know everything about them as far as their, like their race, their creed, mm. their culture. Because I think there'd be a lot less hostility if we could just get to know each other as people. But yeah. unfortunately, because um, you know a, a lot of good reasons, a lot of bad reasons, uh, you know, when when people are wanting to demand their rights and um, you know, like like get something from society. Society's not given to them. We don't get that opportunity. But that's a great mm-hmm. example because you know, it. Steve had no problem coming around on that because he already knew Robin, and yeah. now he just had to contextualize one small thing rather than you know other stuff coming. But yeah, I, and it doesn't fundamentally change their relationship other than they're not going to hook up physically. Yeah, because like, they can still be these really good friends who love each other. Yeah, right? they've been hanging out all summer long. He's talked about how yeah. funny she is and how smart she is. And like, so now you've got the makings for a great friendship. Yeah. And he instantly switches to that mode, which I thought was was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's one other big moment yeah. that I want to talk about. Uh, a romantic moment between Mike and Elle. Uh, where Mike tries desperately the thing that old people to say. say the L word, <laughs> and he can't do it. I guess I was, I was, that's kind of a funny way to put it, but yeah, when you're uh-huh. like that age, like you, kids, you, you know, kids don't say that to each other. It is something you see old people say to each other, like yeah. your mom and dad, maybe if they got a loving relationship, or you see it in the movies. But yeah, and I, I just like I'm wondering if. L even would quite understand what he's talking about if he could say the word. Mm. Like, what are what's L's, I guess, history with relationships? She's a little fifth element, kind. right? Yeah, yeah. She's a little like she's probably still pretty far, uh, pretty close to the beginning of this learning curve. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe it's better that Mike didn't actually get the word out mm. and sort of confuse the relationship on L's end before what looks to be a massive uh, fight. Yeah. Because they both understand, like, there is a connection there, right? Yeah, and last episode... Don't know putting the word out there means much. I thought, or was it this episode? I thought it was last episode where, um, you know, Elle was in another room trying to track down Billy, and he loudly proclaimed his love, and then she came out of the door like, right... I thought it was weird Mm -hmm. that they played it like she didn't hear him because the episode before, they just made a big deal out of Max... And L being able to hear on in from that exact same door, but yeah. I guess you can hand wave it to where like L was deep in meditation or whatever. So maybe there was something besides acoustics keeping or her from hearing. Maybe it. they're setting us up. She did hear it. She knows what uh, word he's trying to use. She's and, playing it cool. Yeah, the laboratory girl who doesn't or know how the world just works. Like <laughs> letting Mike hang himself here. Yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> like letting letting him twist in the wind a little bit. Yeah. Um. So there's a couple other things. Uh. There's a scene where Elle's blood is kind of bubbling. Yeah. What do you think about that? Is that, is there, man, I mean, we see in the end of the episode that there is something in her skin, but is that like a, is that like the matrix style tracking device? Is this something that's going to actively try to take over her? Uh, like Billy seems seemed to be physically like, affecting her. Billy seemed like he was able to, to track her with it. So I guess mm-hmm. that may means that we should expect, uh, things I, to go down at the mall. Yeah. I mean, it's called the Battle Star Court, obviously. The, yeah, the next episode name gives it all away. But yeah, I expect that, like, it, honestly, I expect at the end of this episode for the cliffhanger to be the monster busting in through, like, a J.C. JCPenney uh, facade or something. Mm-hmm. But we'll get that. Um, there, There's also a, a sweet moment, like, after Murray blew up 
Hopper enjoys the spot and called them on their bullshit. Hopper tried to play it like, oh, you know, don't pay too much attention to Murray. And But then when they were on the Graviton trying to interrogate Karen about where the kids are and the Graviton operator just decided to go full steam ahead and <laughs> fling mm-hmm. them against the wall like a centrifuge, there's that sweet shot of them, like, you know, finding each other's hands and holding it. Yeah. So are we going to finally get... This might uh, be it. We're finally going to get a hoist... A, a jopper are we going to get this jopper thing off the ground oh yeah wait until the fireball it's the return to school dance uh-huh uh joyce and hopper will be in the parking lot sharing a really awful cigarette yeah and this time they'll hook up um uh, i liked uh is joyce and klein in the groin um i love it i love it and it's also because i feel like there's probably not going to be another opportunity to put a point like a you know the the put a pin in his character arc so having joyce yeah. just give him a royal like hopper style beat down uh-huh. uh i quite enjoyed the then uh, the when the kids were hiding in the mall did you get any uh raptors and jurassic park kitchen uh flavor off of that yeah a little bit seemed very very reminiscent of that um and then the last thing is like uh this uh, this season uh as appropriate for 1985 has been um uh you know like eric has been like very everyone's been anti anti-communist anti-russian um you know spouting like you would at the time in the, in the height of the cold mm-hmm. war but i thought that the conversation between alexi and murray about the the rig state of the fair oh yeah i thought that was that that that's like a little bit of sly political commentary from the duffer brothers mm-hmm. and also appropriate for a counterculture guy like murray Sure. Uh, I don't want anything else to say. I'm really curious. I'm, I'm wanting to get on to the finale. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, if you have feedback for us, because we're going to collect it all and talk about it next week on our wrap-up podcast for Stranger Things 3, please send it to strangerthings.baldmove.com, or you can go on our forums where we've created threads for the purpose at forums.baldmove.com uh, to talk it over with your fellow fans, and we might uh, harvest some feedback from there as well. Uh, again, we're going to have one. We're going we're gonna to finish the season today. And then next week, probably this time next week, Tuesday of next week, we're going to come back with a wrap-up podcast where we do a little bit more reading, see other people's opinions, process all the feedback, and just kind of talk about how we feel about the season as a whole. Um, I actually have no idea what everyone is saying about the season because I've stayed off. Me too. What's, I didn't want spoilers. Let's, let's, maybe, maybe we can have some brief discussion of that uh, uh, after the, the, the last episode just to kind of get I, I kind of like to feed, get, get my thoughts of the season as a whole out before I start reading everybody else's. Uh, but yeah, let's get on to that and uh, we'll see you then. Thank you.